He wanted me to fire Harriet. And there was no way, absolutely no way, I was ever going to do it. I totally forgot about this experience, you all, until I was having a conversation with someone who caused me to remember it this week. And I want to share with you the experience, the story, and the lesson I learned from it. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Enrollment is open for the February group to go through Lead in 30. Go to leadin30.com for more information. We're just finishing up with the beta group. These are the first people that we put in this 30-day cohort. Think of it like a a fitness challenge, a 30-day fitness challenge, but for leadership development. We're taking concepts and models and lessons that we've learned from years of coaching and consulting executives of some of the world's largest companies around the globe, and we're packing, we want to make it available to thousands and thousands of leaders. We don't just want to work with our consulting clients that, you know, sign uh, these these long term agreements and pay a, a, a significant amount of money out of their their company budgets. We want like we want to open to this to the world's leaders, and we've just started doing it this year. And you've got the ability, you've got access to tap into those models and and that learning and improve your ability to lead other people. And we're we're going to steadily increase the price each time. It's already gone up from the beta group. And but it's still lower than it's going to be in the months ahead. So if I were you, you all and you're interested in developing your ability to lead others, go to leadin30.com. Sign up right now. We take you for four weeks. You go through this this process where there's a portal online. You've got video lessons that you watch when you've got time during the week in the evening, in the morning, at lunch. They're they're put into to bite size lessons, if you will. And then we do a live class once a week where you want to make at least 75% of them. You can miss one if you need to, but you come in and it's a virtual meeting. You're connecting with all these other leaders. We've got multiple people from our firm, including myself, who are in there teaching. We've got a workbook attached to it. You got, anyway, go to leadin30.com to find out more about it. And I, I think you're nuts. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're interested in increasing, uh, uh, strengthening your ability to lead others and you don't take advantage of it. I don't usually do hard sales, but, and this to me isn't selling. It's just like, man, there's an opportunity here to transform your ability to lead other people. And if not you, why wouldn't you put some people on your team or up and comers or high performers or high potentials in your company? Okay, enough about that. Leadin30.com. Okay, let's talk about Harriet in this episode. So when I first moved, when our family moved to Phoenix and I was still working in the media business and uh, I was given the, the, I took on the challenge of turning around our, the media properties that our company owned here. KTAR is a brand that's known in, in Phoenix. Um, right now, the, the, we split into two stations. There's an, there's an all sports, well, a, a sports talk station, home of the Suns, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, all that, that's, uh, that's uh, on the FM dial here. And then there's a news talk station. Um, that's on the FM dial as well. When I moved, when I moved to Phoenix, it was an AM station, 620 on the AM dial. And it was all news and sports together. And we built it into this media powerhouse during the five years that I was uh, overseeing that, that, that project. But when I first came, um, and, and we took on this transformation project, you know, I was assessing the, the people who the talent we had, 
right? When you take over a new team, you're looking at who's on the team. What are their strengths? Where do you have some dead weight? Where do you have, you know, what changes do you, do you need to make? And, um, and as I was doing that, um, I, uh, I, I, in that process, I met Harriet and Harriet, I don't know exactly how old Harriet was, but I think she was in her late sixties or maybe early seventies. And Harriet had been a part of KTAR, this media brand, this news brand for years and years and years. She'd, she'd put, she, she spent so many years there. I can just still picture Harriet. And she had this, this um, rough voice and she would say, Ross, like, that's what she sounded like when she'd call out my name, Ross. And, um, and, and she had her cup of coffee. She always was holding this stained cup of coffee as she slowly walked around the old newsroom that we had. And, um, and Harriet was, she was, she was a dinosaur, right? I mean, she, she, she was not someone you would call an innovator, disruptor, anything like that, but she, and she was, we paid her, um, not very much money. I mean, she was making in, in today's day and age, poverty wages. I don't, I don't even know how she paid her mortgage or her rent. Cause we were not paying her much. And, um, and, and all that predated me. And, and so as I, as I, um, took over and, and started making some personnel moves, there was, there came a day when one of the leaders that I worked for, one of my bosses during that time came to me and he said, you got to fire Harriet. Like she's a dinosaur. I mean, like, oh my gosh, she, she like, we, we, why would you have her on the budget? Why would you keep her? And I told this boss of mine, I said, I can't do it. I won't do it. There's no way I'm going to fire Harriet. And, and I want to tell you my thought process. And then I want to tell you the, I'm going to share with you the principle behind it and have you think about it. I, I, I knew Harriet wasn't the future of what we were trying to create, but I also knew she was a hard worker and she would execute on whatever I asked her to do. She, she would work her tail off. She, she would put in the hours. She cared deeply about the quality of our product, what we were putting out to the marketplace. And she did, she had the competency, the skill, the commitment, the dedication to do what we needed her to do. So I didn't need her to be the innovator. I needed to be the innovator. I needed other people on the team who were disruptors and innovators and were the future of the brand. But I also needed workhorses and she was a workhorse. And the other thing that, that guided my thinking was, well, doesn't loyalty mean something? Like, look at how many years she's put in. Look how much effort she's given to this company and this brand. And it's not like we're going to save a fortune. You know, we're not going to make the number for the year, the budget, because we cut Harriet. And I thought, you know, loyalty means something. And I, I will not be able to sleep at night if I let Harriet go. And there have been other people, right, that I've had to cut, let, let, you know, lay off fire over the years and who are good people and really good people and talented, but weren't the right fit or were we were, they were being overcompensated for the contribution they were making. And so I had to make hard decisions and I was totally comfortable doing that. That's part of being a leader. 
And um, it wasn't my favorite thing to do to let those people go or have those conversations, but you can't be a leader without doing that. I mean, you're not working for a charity. This is a for-profit organization. And so, and so I've made those, it wasn't that I wasn't capable of making those decisions. I was capable of it, but this wasn't a large expense and there was loyalty and she was working hard and she did what we needed her to do. And so I told my boss, I said, not doing it. I won't do it. You'll have to get rid of me before I will get rid of Harriet. And he, he was bothered by that, but it wasn't, it wasn't worth an argument, right? It wasn't worth a, um, to create tension between the two of us. And it wasn't the only conversation I ever had with that boss, a good person, but way too focused on reducing cost rather than growing and innovating. You know what I'm talking about? Like, have you worked for that leader? And, and let me contrast that with somebody I was having a conversation with and um, recently, this week, and this is a leader I've worked for in the past, and, um, and she was sharing with me, she was reminding me of some of the experiences. I, we, we've been connecting recently, and I, we were on the, a, a phone call together, and, um, and I, I was just listening to her describe some of the experiences that we had had when we worked together on a, on a, on a leadership team. And I thought, man, she is such, she is so devoted to growth, so interested in creating, so motivating, so like contagious energy. You know, those people you talk to, you interact with, you're like, man, I just like, they've given me, I'm getting energy from them. Like they're charging my battery. They're making me want to work harder. They're making me want to aim higher. They're making me want to, you know what I mean? And, and so it was interesting to have that conversation with her and to realize, man, I've forgotten what it's like to work with a leader, to interact with someone like you versus this other leader that was all about, I swear that he would dream at night about Excel spreadsheets and what lines to cut. Like that's the, and, and again, a good human being, a good person, but way too focused, at least in that part of his career, I don't know about now, but way too focused on cost reduction instead of growth. And as as that story plays out, I didn't let Harriet go. And within, I don't know, within a couple of years, Harriet announced her retirement. She retired and we had a big party for her and her coworkers um, had a lunch and, and we celebrated Harriet, gave her some gifts and relived a lot of the memories that predated me, predated our company owning the uh, the news and sports brand there. And then Harriet went into the sunset and it wasn't very long, not long at all, before Harriet passed away. And when she did, I thought, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I made the decision to never fire Harriet. And so... The reason I wanted to share that experience in a podcast episode is I want you to think about loyal. There are multiple takeaways, right? Multiple things to think about. One is what's loyalty worth to you? And what experiences are you creating for the members of your team? And, you know, you don't want to, you can't, you can't, you can't keep rewarding somebody today for their contributions 20 years ago. You know, I certainly um, coached and consulted enough leaders and been a, and, and been in enough companies over the years to see where leaders are living. I mean, they're holding on to the curtails and living off the legacy of 20 years ago. And you think, why are they still in that position? Why are they still around? Like, what are they? They're holding us back. 
They're defenders of the status quo. They're not helping take us forward. And I, I'm not a believer that you reward that. I, that that's not rewarding loyalty to me. That that's that's in that's that's um, enabling defending the status quo. That's holding back innovation. Like you have to you have to pull people like that back from the stage. Why would you have them in the spotlight? I want them in the back. They can be in the in in the back of the stage in 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 the you know backup singers. And the people I'm going to put out front in the spotlight on the stage are our innovators, people who are taking us into the future. So I'm, I'm not a believer in, well, because somebody's been here forever, you just keep them out front and you keep rewarding them and let them live that out as long as they want to know. But that wasn't what Harry was trying to do. She was very much one of our backup singers. And she was fine doing that. She executed and she got it done and she showed up and she worked hard. And it wasn't just her hands and feet that she brought to work. It was her heart and mind. And she was contributing ideas and she was being critical of ideas and changes I was making and helping me think through them and pressure test them and make them better. And for that, I, I'm going to reward loyalty and that has to matter. And, um, and that gives me that, that has given me peace of mind over the years, taking care of people like that. I could tell so many other stories are going through my mind right now about that loyalty to people and the human side of business. You know, when people come to work for us, they take a chance. It's not just us as the company, as the leader hiring them, that's, that's risking it all. They're risking something too. And they're investing in the company and that ought to be worth something. I've got a couple other stories that are coming to my mind, but we don't have time in this episode to go through them. So what's, what's loyalty worth to you? I want you to think about that. I also want you to think about in, in sharing the, these experiences, who do you want to work for? Who do you work for? Work around, work with, associate with people who are growth minded, who are just interested in how to create and grow the brand and grow the revenue and expand the impact and all of that. Or are you working for a leader who's all interested in cutting? reducing, saving all like that's all they think about. And my advice after having been around for a minute or two and having worked for both sorts of leaders is if you're working for the cutter, if you're working for the person who all they think about is reducing expense, get out of there. Like I, I'd be looking for the exit. You're not going to grow. There's not a lot of opportunity. You're not going to be able to attract the best talent. You're not, you're not going to feel fulfilled. That person's not going to, t- they're not going to help you. We, you know, one of the previous, one of the recent episodes we talked, uh, um, oh gosh, Tony Robbins talked about the proximity principle. Do you want to be in proximity to a cutter? Someone who's all about saving. I mean, you have to reduce expense and be efficient and all that. Don't get me wrong. Like you don't want to be carefree, but I I don't want to work for somebody who that's what they lead with. I mean, there are times and moments when things happen in the market where that's got to be our main, um, our main focus. But most of the time that should be a secondary focus. Our main focus should be growth. How are we expanding our market share? How are we innovating? How are we growing? What are we doing? What's new? What's exciting? You're not chasing every squirrel that pops out of a tree. But you're 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 focusing on executing a growth strategy. That's who you want to work for. That's who you want to be associated with. That's who's gonna they're they're gonna create. I mean, I've worked for that leader. I talked to that leader on the phone, one of my previous bosses this week, and it just reminded me, man, 
how much energy you get from being around somebody like that. And so I just wanted you to think about that, um, who you're surrounding yourself with, who you're working for, who you're choosing to be around and what loyalty is worth to you. There'll probably come moments in your career where you're going to be faced with the challenge. Like I was, we need you to fire Harriet. And in that moment, I just encourage you to think about loyalty think about it and think about peace of mind. And, uh, and maybe there'll be a moment when you too need to say, I'm sorry, I can't fire. I won't fire Harriet. That's what's on my mind this week. I hope you're all healthy. I hope you're doing well. And um, I hope you'll consider joining our February group of lead and third. Love to have you in there. Um, and strengthen your ability to lead others. Leadin30.com. Talk to you all in the next episode.